0: I'm gonna give you a little hint. It is actually not about creating more hours in the day. I know you feel spread thin. I know you feel hurried. I know you feel back to back in life, at home, at work. But the way out of it is not working more, it's not working faster, it's not getting more things checked off your to do list. That habit is going to break you, it's going to burn you out, and it's going to keep you from possibility. It's going to keep you from stepping into the life you want to be living, the business you dream of running, the family you want to see operating at optimal levels with peace and fulfillment and prosperity. So today, we're talking about a process that is going to help you become insanely more efficient without doing more work to produce with prolificacy without spending more time doing it to be more fulfilled and more present less burnt out less hurried less rushed all the things that you want more than anything we're talking about it today we're leveraging our energy we are leveraging our time I can't even take credit for this whole process so I will share where I learned it and I'm going to gift it to you because it has changed my life let's get to the show You're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz. This is the space where we equip overwhelmed entrepreneurs to become the confident, visionary leader their business, team, family, legacy need to win. After working with countless entrepreneurs over the last decade plus, I've noticed this theme. No matter the level of success they achieved, and I've worked with some incredibly successful business owners, they get to this point where they're asking, now what? You know, what am I being called to next? What does next look like? How do I get there? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact and you want to feel less frantic and in the weeds of your day-to-day roles and instead lead with that vision and that peace and that intention and that clarity. You want to wake up each morning with that clarity and vision and the time and the margin to do what you love in your business and in your life with your family This show is where industry leaders come to grow into their next level of achievement and purpose and impact and legacy, success in business and true legacy at home. Get ready because we both know you don't just need another strategy. It is time for your breakthrough. Oh, and I have to give you this resource. If you don't download it, you're cray cray. It's free. It's literally one of the most powerful tools I've ever used in my business. I put it together as I was trying to elevate into my next level to get out of the overwhelm, to gain massive clarity, and just to start to make space to live out the vision I had in my head instead of just feeling like I was in the weeds and in the rat race and just on autopilot. This is how you become a leader. This is how you see more wealth and opportunity. So it's called From Frazzled to Laser Focused, and I kid you not, this is the exact tool. My team thinks I'm nuts for giving this away. This is the exact tool I li- I use with my elite clients, helping them break into their next level of success and wealth and possibility and freedom and joy and capacity, just all the things they're seeking. So head on over to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash focused, that's focused like past tense luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash focused to download this guide and then do it. It is a 30-minute game plan. It's a 30-minute game plan, and it's going to change everything for you. I come to this at least quarterly, if not more. So powerful. Go grab it. How many of you start your day with one of these? Your phone opening it up, even innocently, like maybe you're smart and you don't go on social media first thing because you have that discipline and you've heard from enough really successful people, don't open a social media app to start your day because then your day is not your own any longer and you get lost and you, you know, hemorrhage time. Okay, so fine. But how many of you pick it up and go into text messages or make a call or maybe open your email or maybe you do open social? or. Maybe you're like me and you think you're smart and you're like, I'm super smart. I am not even going to touch my phone at the start of my day. I am going to leave my phone in airplane mode in my closet like I do each night because I don't want my phone by my head because the EMFs are dangerous. That's a whole other rabbit hole we can go down another time. And I am going to keep it plugged in. And when I wake up in the morning, I'm not even going to go in there. I'm not even going to get it out. I'm going to go right into my morning routine and then... I'm going to go into my office and start working. And I'm going to be so, so productive because I don't have any distractions on my phone. And then I sit at my computer and I go right into the distractions on my computer. I open up email on my computer. I open up internet browsers. And somehow, magically, within moments, I have... 14 of them open. I open up Google Docs where I'm editing something and I see someone in my team put a comment that I need to adjust. I go into Slack where I communicate with my team and I start putting out fires and answering questions and responding to people's requests. That's where I was losing so much of my time. So today we're going to talk about two parts of a process that are going to really support you in showing up so differently in your life, in everything that you do, in everything that matters. It's not about getting more time, it's about being smart with the time you have and leveraging your energy. I was in a season where I felt like we were in such a groove. Business had exploded in the best way, not like imploded, exploded, gotten bigger. You know how the kids say, our team was growing and thriving. I had so many things on our horizon. We were profitable beyond anything we had seen before. There were just things going really well but I was insanely frustrated every day. I would sit down and I would map out my day or map out my week really, and then get into the granular of the day. And I had great intentions. I was like, I am not gonna come up with this massive to-do list. I'm done living in the weeds of my business. I teach other entrepreneurs how to get out of the weeds of their business. I'm gonna pick my three main focal points, the things that I know move the needle in my business, And these are the things we're taught by the high performers. And it sounds great and it works up to a point. But why was I ending every day feeling like I hadn't closed loops, like I was super stressed, like I had not actually gotten the things done that I needed to get done. And the big projects that were ultimately going to change the game for our company and for my life were being pushed off. I was chipping away at the little crap, but the big stuff felt looming, and I just never had enough time for it. Because sometimes the big stuff is playing the long game, right? It's creating something over time, and you can't just do it in a little pocket of the day. So this frustration was eating away at me. And then I picked up a book that changed my life. At Your Best by Carrie, I hope I don't butcher his last name, Neuhoff. 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 One of those versions might be close to it, but you get the idea. And I coupled that with a process I started bringing to my team that was also changing the game. So now all of a sudden, I was figuring out what I call my levels of entrepreneurial leadership, figuring out what was for me to handle, what was most important, truly. Not like everything friggin' feels important when you're running a small business because you are the... You're the everything. You're the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. you got to do all the things, not to mention the fact that you're raising the kids and you've got the spouse and you've got the house and all the other things. What I'm talking about is really identifying in entrepreneurship the four levels of leadership and identifying what falls under each of those levels. And then I coupled that with Carrie's brilliant at-your-best process of leveraging your energy zones And I've been a machine, y'all. I've been a machine. My life has changed. I am singing the praises of this process, coupling these two ideals into one thing that has taken me from maybe squeaking out one podcast episode a week to squeaking out four or five in a day. From going from maybe getting to the writing I need to do of the content that ultimately drives our business forward and pays our bills and brings the people in and sees the growth maybe getting a little bit of writing in, like an email, to banging out 30 pages of email copy and content copy that is going to change people's lives through our work. In a week, I am unstoppable and I'm sharing it with all of you. And the secret wasn't more hours in the day. It wasn't extending my business hours. It wasn't better boundaries. It wasn't working on the weekends. It wasn't letting work trickle into my evenings. It wasn't outsourcing. It was getting clear on these entrepreneurial leadership levels that I'm going to talk to you about in a second and coupling that with this energy zone strategy to knock it out of the park. Let's talk leadership levels. So there are four levels. This is where rubber meets the road. We're going to break these down Level one, this is the stuff that is like CEO stuff, okay? Like move the business forward, vital to the heartbeat of your business. This is anything that you as a leader do in your business that is do or die. Without doing these things, the train stops. Need any other analogies or do you get the point? These are the things that if they cease to exist, you crash and burn. All right, we get the point. These are also things that propel you closer and further towards the mission and they're for you to do you to do so we're talking about the things you do they often also get pushed back or delayed or hampered because they're not things you can just check off a to-do list real quick they're things that you have to nurture plant the seeds right water them And then eventually there will be the harvest, but the harvest is super bountiful and fruitful. They require consistent focus. You're really playing that long game. So in this level, here's the problem. We assume everything belongs there. Everything is vital to the mission. Everything is critical. If we take away anything, it all falls apart. Well, no, there should be maybe three things in this category. Only three things that if you had to strip everything else away and you focused on these three things, they would drive it forward. So I'm going to give examples in a minute. The second level of entrepreneurial leadership. This is very important and it does require you as a leader to show up for it. Maybe there's some strategy behind it, but it's not necessarily absolutely critical to the survival of the mission. Level three, it's valuable, but it's not critical. It is not necessarily necessary to breathe life into the mission. But things in this category do hold some value, and they tend to be the things that we gravitate towards. Like social media is a good example here. This is something that we convince ourselves is critical. We might even put it into a category that level one your social media is in level one. You're v- running a very vulnerable business, by the way. You want to change your business model if, if you're so reliant on social because it's not reliable back to you. But this is something that, yeah, it holds value, certainly could bring some people in, but it should not be absolutely essential. And the final level, these are low priority tasks. These are, This is your to-do list. This is putting out the fires. This is often fulfilling other people's requests. It might seem urgent to them. And it feels urgent to you, but it's not important to your mission. So the first step, before I give examples, is to do a massive, I don't know, extraction out of your your schedule and your life. You can look at your planner to do this, if that supports, or your calendar, and figure out all the things that fall on you as a leader of a small business. What are all the things you do? I'm not saying all the things you should do, all the things you currently do. In your business specifically, I'm not talking about like kid pick up and drop off and homeschool and all those things. I'm talking about all the things you do in your business from answering emails to uh, mentoring new people on your team, to taking phone calls, to doing interviews, to prepping for interviews, to recording podcasts, to creating course content, uh, to travel. For speaking, actually speaking, prepping your speeches, like look at everything you do. Everyone's business is going to be so different. Product fulfillment, shipping, you know, customer service. And when you have this master list, then you can start to see one, what can likely be stripped away because maybe in this season, it's not relevant to the mission or it's not moving that needle. Two, could come off of your plate and be outsourced. Or three, fall into one of these four categories. We were talking about this on our incubator call for our our luminaries, which is my higher level business mastermind for people who've found great success in business and are really being called into next level success. And we were talking about this concept and one of our luminaries asked a great question. She was like, so should we not really have anything in level four then? You know, like the low priority tasks or other people's requests. And my answer to that was, That would be nice, but unless we are the John Maxwells or Dave Ramseys or maybe Brendan Burchards of the world, we're probably going to have some level four tasks. The reality is, is that as small business owners, that ish trickles down and we don't necessarily have the infrastructure to say, I just don't handle those kind of things. Send it to my people. You probably have people that can support you in most of that stuff, or oftentimes a lot of that stuff can just be totally washed away. Like the crap that you think is vital and is taking up so much of your time when you really sit with it and you see that it's truly a level four, it can maybe even get a giant X through it. Like it doesn't need to be there, but you probably will have some stuff because you know, assuming that Johnny John Maxwell ain't listening in at the moment, although he should be, what up, John? This is probably going to be our reality at this juncture, okay? So after you have that master list, you can start to put it into the right categories. So in a little bit, we're going to get into the beauty of then figuring out when you do these things. That's the magic. You might not think it's that big of a deal. It's going to blow your mind and change your life. So here's where I was getting trapped each day the level four stuff, and sometimes the level three stuff, that was taking up the largest chunks of my time at the wrong times. It was what I was starting my day with. And what you often will find is tasks create more tasks. To-dos create more to-dos. You get one thing done, and then maybe it's you've responded to someone on your team and you're like, oh, okay, cool, I checked that off. But then they respond back, and now you have another task. So you create this cycle And the same with an email, you send an email, but it doesn't necessarily mean the loop is closed. You might end up with an email back that you then have to address and and work through. So when you think about these lower level tasks and things that end up in your worldview and end up in your day and in, in your actual efforts that you put in and the limited time you have, they usually have the least to do with moving your mission forward. Think about it from this perspective. If you only did that stuff every day for the next six months, what effect would it have on your business? Would it change the game? Would it make you feel less stressed? Would it create more profit? Would it open the doors to more possibility? Would it land you those opportunities? Or would it take you off track from those things? So remember, a lot of stuff in level four, sometimes it's other people's crap hey, can you speak in this group? Hey, can you send me this? Oh, you talked about this. Can you get that to me? Sometimes a gentle no or not right now or giving it to someone else that can support you in that is the right answer for stuff in level four. Here's something really powerful to keep in mind. You've got big dreams. You've got big dreams. And those dreams are gonna come to fruition by you being disciplined to focus on level one. The stuff that only you can do as the leader of your business to continue to drive the mission forward. And you are being hijacked by level three and four. That mission is being stopped. Because you are leaning into and in the habit of continually trying to be productive and check as many things off as you possibly can and not carving out specific time to do the one thing or the three things that you need to do more than anything else. There's a Craig Rochelle quote that is so good. And I'm going to say it and I'll probably say it three more times. Your importance is not measured by how much you do but by how much what you do matters. Your importance is not measured by how much you do, but by how much what you do matters. That's leadership. That's business growth. That's possibility. Those people you drool over and admire who seem to just have it figured out, they ain't doing three fours all day. They're in level one. Okay. We're going to continue. If you're unclear, hold up. This is just an important thing to note. If you're hearing me say your mission, right? Like I say that a lot. If you're unclear on what your mission is, we got to start there. We got to start there because you won't know what your level one, your top priorities should be, can be, if you don't know why you do what you do. And if you don't know what your mission is, And if you don't know how you should fill your time, someone else will fill it for you with the crap that most certainly doesn't move you any closer to where you want to be. So to go back to some examples, when I first did this, I was like, man, I got like 12 things in level one and they're all, my business is different though. My business is different. They're so important, but I had to bring this to my team and have them Support me in figuring out what's really level one for me. Because I had on there, oh, well, the podcast is for sure. Because I have to do it. And that means prepping for the podcast is me. And leading all calls with my masterminds, that's me. And so prepping those calls is me. Uh, Creating video content, because like I'm in the video. so So I had all these things that were me. And they felt critical. But then I realized that mm, my business would survive without the podcast. It would. It would be fine. It's a great funnel into our business. It's great for relationship building and connection and getting our content out there and supporting our people. But it's not vital. The same with coaching on my mastermind calls, although it's very important and I love doing it. It's not Absolutely my number one. So I had to figure out what was my number one. And for me, my number one was casting the vision for where we're going as a company and then bringing that to my team and galvanizing them and then leading them there. So leading my team, pouring into my team, raising them up in leadership and supporting my team. Sometimes we get so busy in the business, supporting our clients, creating the products because that's what drives the profit that we forget we have a team to lead. We have a vision to cast. We have a mission to lead. That's number one. And in this particular season, my other level one right now is content creation specific to the new direction of our company, specific to the things that we have coming out soon. Level two? Level two could be things like leading specific meetings or the podcast could fall on level 2. Level 3 for me were things like social media and email, right? Going on Instagram, n- absolutely not important, but it feels urgent and important sometimes. My business can live without it. In fact, sometimes it thrives without it. So you got to just figure out what are those things in each of those levels. Now, this is where it gets really cool and really really powerful. When you look at those levels and you figure out where they belong, in terms of your energy zones. So Carrie, the guy who wrote the book, At Your Best, which I so strongly recommend because it'll go in way more detail than we can today, talks about the fact that each day, every day, we have a zone, we have three different zones. We have a green zone, a yellow zone, and a red zone. Our green zone is our zone where we're most alive, energized, creative, efficient, effective. Our yellow zone is, it's, it's kind of energizing, but not necessarily like it's pretty neutral, right? Like we're not tanking and the activities we do don't fully tank us, but they, they're not like our green zone. And then there's the red zone, like fetal position, kind of useless. But what p- happens is, is when we're not conscious of when that zone falls for us during the course of a day, we're not leveraging it properly. I wasn't paying attention to the fact that my best hours were from 9 a.m. to noon, That was where I got my spike in energy. I was super clear-minded. And what I would do was I would start my day and I would sit down and I would open my laptop and the first half of my day up through that green zone was being dedicated to the stuff that could be done very well in my yellow or red zones. And I was then trying to do the creative stuff in the later part of my day when I'm basically rendered useless and wondering why I wasn't efficient or feeling creative or able to get things done. My husband, his, God bless him, his green zone is like my middle of the night, 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. Shoot me. But that's his thing. And he was reading, you know, Miracle Morning and all this stuff. So he was using that morning time to do what he thought was the best thing to do. He didn't realize he wasn't making the connection that that was his green zone, but he was getting up and he was working out during that time and he was doing his Prayer and reading and journaling, which is all super powerful stuff. And how many times have you heard people say, how you start your morning is how you live out your day. You've got to use that time in the morning. Well, that's true. But for Michael, that being his green zone, he was then stepping into his day, having done those really great, powerful things, but not in his most creative and energized state to do the things that were in his level one. So now he's trying to squeeze out projects and content and things that really require the best of him when he was no longer at his best. And he could have done a workout and said prayers and journaled in a yellow or a red zone where he still would have been great at doing those things and he didn't need to be in peak performance. So now he's changed his morning routine to really leverage that time as his true green zone and then builds in those other things like working out and meditation and prayer and all of that into his yellow and red zones. So the idea is leveraging where you have your energy. Now, the thing to remember is there are a few ways to look at this. Just because it's a level one entrepreneurial leadership level doesn't mean it has to go in the green zone. If there are elements of your level one that do not need to be done at peak performance time, but do need to be done, they can be scheduled during your yellow zone or maybe even during your red zone. So for example, one of my ongoing level one things that's so critical is my own leadership growth, studying and writing around concepts I'm developing in leadership to support my mission. That is, I have to come up with my own content unless I'm just going to continually regurgitate everyone else's, which is kind of funny because today's episode, I am doing that, but I don't typically. This was just too good not to share. So with that, I had to think, do I need to be in my peak state to read and to absorb? Or can I do that when I'm kind of feeling tired and that's a really good time to do that thing? But it's still a level one critical activity. So I put those things later in the day when I'm pretty tanked. My level one is where I'm go, creating content. Now here's the thing. When I prep for a podcast episode, I'm basically prepping the content, right? So I, that's where I have to be most creative and efficient and effective and vibrant to create the best possible content for you guys. So I prep my podcast episodes and do a lot of my writing in my green zone between nine and noon. But I don't record. I'm recording this right now during my yellow zone. I don't like to record during my red zone because then I come off sluggish because I am sluggish at that point in the day. But during my yellow zone, I can record great and it energizes me to do these anyway. So it kind of boosts me a little bit in the afternoon when I normally would be getting tired. But I don't record in my green zone because That should be leveraged for when I need to do the creation process. The same when I'm prepping for a talk I'm giving or uh, if I'm coaching my mastermind, I don't set the time for the mastermind calls during my green zone. I do them usually during my yellow or my red zone, but I prep the content during my green zone. The other thing that was probably the biggest shift for me and one of the most powerful was I had a lot of meetings that fell in my green zone. So when I first read the book, I'm like, dang it. Like, this is when most of my team meetings fall during my green zone. I can't really change that. Yes, I can. I'm the boss. Of course I can change it. It will benefit the mission if I'm leveraging the times where I can be creating the things that are going to support the company most. So I reached out to my operations director. I was like, you know me, I did a thing. I read a book and now I'm changing everything. And she rolls her eyes and she's like, okay, Liz, what are we doing? And I tell her and she cleared my entire schedule between nine and noon, five days a week. Nothing can fall on my calendar. It cannot, like it's blocked. So when someone goes to schedule a call with me or schedule a meeting, they cannot get in that time block. They cannot get in that time block. So my meetings are something I hold in my yellow or my red zone, depending on the meeting. The other thing I was able to do was say, what meetings do I not need to be on anymore? I've been in such a rhythm of leading our meetings, but our team has grown so significantly and we have other leadership within the company now that I don't need to be on all of them. So I was actually able to take meetings off my calendar, which was such a gift and such a joy and I was allowing other people in my team to step up in leadership and to take ownership of specific meetings and processes and projects. So we've seen more momentum just from that shift alone. The other major thing I did that I strongly recommend is, yes, there's level four crap. Yes, there are tasks and to-dos and Slack messages to be answered and emails to check in on. I'm not saying eliminate all of it. What I'm saying is when you give yourself a short window to do it, you get it done. When you give yourself all day to do it, you take all day to do it. So instead of opening my laptop in the morning and then 1 p.m. rolls around and I'm still in those tasks and putting out fires and just, how did I get here? I have a carved out time in my red zone because I'm capable of doing these kind of more menial tasks when half of my brain is working, and I crank the music to try to boost my spirits and my energy, which works really, really well. And I do my tasks. And usually, depending on the day, it's either a 30-minute window or a one-hour window. And I'm able to get done the stuff that was taking me all day after also producing so prolifically in the morning in this small window, because that's the window I give myself. If someone responds in that time, I'm not getting into a conversation via email or Slack. I'm closing a loop. I'm completing a task. I'm getting my team what they need to continue to drive their stuff forward. And they anticipate my schedule. I've communicated this with my team. They know I'm not answering during nine and noon, period. And they work around that. And they've also learned to leverage this tool and this this way of operating so that they can be at their best and producing as best as possible i'm telling you implement this for a week see what happens bring this to your team and see what happens you know we had some people in our mastermind when they we talked about green zones most people fell in a similar time area to me like the you know 8 to 11 9 to noon whatever a couple people were like michael where they were just Way early risers. And then we had a couple night owls that were like eight to midnight was when they got most creative. And it was funny because we, when we talked about it, their natural rhythm was, you know, everybody just kind of chills out at night. So they were watching Netflix during their most creative time. So now they carve out maybe an hour or so to really leverage that green zone in the evening. you just have to become aware of it. And then start putting the proper activities in the proper zones and then making sure that level one is being honored most of all. And there's less level four. And level twos and threes get scheduled likely in your yellow zone, right? In your yellow or your red zone, depending on what it is. I can do social media in my red zone. I honestly don't even have to. You guys know me. I go like a week sometimes because I'm just like, I just don't want to. I don't feel like it. But then there are other times where I feel like it's more important and I, and I do like being in connection with everybody. I just don't like being distracted from what matters most. So anyway, I digress. I want to know how this goes for you. Will you do me a favor and share it on Instagram? Test it this week, test it out. And then go on your stories and talk about it and tag me. I wanna see the shift for people. I'm telling you, I am cranking out so much goodness because I'm leveraging this. I'm leaning into my level ones. I'm honoring my green zone. The other thing is, you know, most of you are entrepreneurial parents, founder families, right? You you have kids. Be flexible. Don't be neurotic about it. Like, uh, you broke your leg? Well, mommy's in her green zone, so you're gonna have to wait till noon. No, I'm not saying that at all. Show up for your family, do the right thing. But for the most part, do your best with this. That's all I'm saying, right? Maybe an hour of that green zone goes to your kids is your homeschool time and you're absolutely at your best with your child in something that's so critical to them during the time where you are thriving and that helps them thrive. Find out what your kids zones are. I had scheduled Jack's homeschool with me during his red zone. That boy would come in with like bags under his eyes and he was so squirrely because he was overtired. And I'm trying to get him to sit quietly and pay attention. How unfair. So I had to also work with him to find out, hey, when are you thriving? Like, when are you feeling your best? And you can tell, you know, they don't even have to tell you. There's a, usually in the morning when I'm half asleep is when they're bouncing off the walls. So now, even though I'm not in that green zone yet, there's a chunk of time in the morning before I go to work where my kids are in that two hours of green zone where I'm with them. I want to be with them when they're at their best. I want to pour into them when they're at their best and connect with them and have that awesome relationship when they're in their, at their best. So I also, you know, your family, you got to take into account other people's zones too so that you're honoring that and supporting them in that as well. All right. Take screenshots, take some video, tag me, give me feedback. Let me know how this works for you optimize that green zone, know where you fall on your energy clock and share it. And if this spoke to you, please get it out into the world. Take a screenshot, share it, tag me, let us know how it felt for you, how it landed. And if it really resonated, make sure you subscribe because we have some amazing stuff coming that you won't want to miss. And if you're feeling really ambitious, will you leave us a review? Five-star reviews are so powerful. They help us get amazing people on the show, help us access the resources that support you best and bring you what you are asking for on the show. And I'm so grateful every time you leave a review, you guys have left the most amazing reviews and it lights our team up to hear from all of you. So thank you so much for that. I hope today's episode gave you what you needed. If it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next powerful episode. And I know it's so cliche to ask for a review. It always feels weird asking for one. But you guys, that makes a huge impact on the show. We read every one of them and it helps us get incredible guests to serve you. Don't be shy. I love connecting with our listeners. You can follow along on Instagram when I'm on there at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question or guest you have for us, reach out, share your thoughts. You can connect at marketing at leadershipco.com and we do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve you. Thanks for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. Tune in next week to keep building your legacy and becoming the confident visionary leader you are meant to be.